Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code PSP to save $5 off your first purchase. Probably science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. Hey, I'm Matt Kirshen. That's we're, him. We're outside. It's, it's chilly. There's a chill in the air. The frost, but we're, we're warmed up. With the uh, body heat and comedic spirit of three burly men. <laughs> <laughs> this is making up for, uh, not that we needed making up, but uh, the, if, if anybody was like, why are there uh, so few men of the same... Um... Yeah, make can be funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's high time that someone said that. We need some like, more yeah. straight white men in the, in the podcasting world. We've Where had a lot of women find? on recently just because they like... were the ones who were around and it's just sure. easier to get them because there's a lot more of them knocking around the comedy world. And yeah, they're funny, but also men can be funny too, so... Uh, so, to be fair, to book this show, we had to give it a gimmicky name to explain why it's all men. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. rude dudes. It's this rude dude Sunday. This, yeah. The testosterone yeah. zone. Yeah. It's the Burly Man Festival. <laughs> we light each other's beards on fire at the end. It's That's really, where mine went. Yeah. That's oh, okay. what happened. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you are beardless. We're all relatively beardless, but in well, the in the scheme of how much beard there's, you're actually just kind of recently because you had a, a, a one going I for had, a while. I won't call you know, it ample, but it was it was. <laughs> so we, we had a. <laughs> I'll call it ample, but not robust. That's what I'll say. Ample, but not until yeah. until the introduction of a great razor from our sponsor. It's too early in the show to do another. Yeah, but I mean, Harry's dot Give him some comedy but for us. Yes, but seriously, uh, Harry's dot com. Use Harry's. PSP as your code. Oh, also, by while we are talking about financial things, donation buttons back up and running. Thank you very much, everyone who's will. Thank you later in the show, but we you can now donate to us again if you've been trying to donate previously over the last couple of weeks. You're like, why can't I give money to this show? Now you can. I know you're all very worried about that, mm-hmm. so let me set your put your fears to rest. Put your clicking fingers at back to work, clicking on the donation. But I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And quit mailing cash that has not been working out. Yeah. No. I've been sending in just Confederate dollars. Is that a problem? <laughs> uh, can you guys still accept those? Wait, are those worth more than they actually are because of their I think because I'm they're sure, rare. Yeah, yeah. How could they not be? Right. Yeah. Uh, you mean like more than their actual street value? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they've outstripped yeah. as a collector's item. The GOP does take them as donation dollars. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, did I ask the dumbest question of all time? <laughs> yes. Obviously, Confederate dollars. <laughs> yeah, you can't use Penny Blacks to mail a letter anymore either. You can't. Um, I, I, I had a discussion with my um, my barber about comic books the other day and their value, and realized like uh, I, I know nothing about the comic book world. Like I, I had one uh, two years ninety ninety one. I was into comic books, and never since then again. And uh, I I collected a bunch of that was the year they brought back Spider Man. Yeah, Tom oh, McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody has or, that comic Spider-Man. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, yeah. it is it's worthless. Six dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, like in perfect mint condition. Yeah. But, but then there was like all these rare. There was like this has a gold background. I have this. this Silver, silver variant. Then there's a blue. Both then there's a those green. Versions. And then, because I had so many of these, I looked them up to see if they were worth anything. There's one that's worth a whole bunch of money if you bought it on a military base and there's an ad for it inside. Like it's oh, that's it's, it's like three of those. Pretty, there's yeah. one that's worth hundred and twelve dollars if it accidentally has a hundred dollar bill taped to the end. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> If you if you leave through and find that one, because they were printing done. money yeah. at the you same factory. Yeah. 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 Right. It came from the U.S. Yeah. Treasury. And I think there's only it. like one of those, though. It's yeah. really hard it's to probably find. Probably only one. Yeah. Uh, hey, we haven't actually introduced our guests. Oh, uh, we just three. Yeah. Yeah. We all going. sound yes. vaguely the same. And mm-hmm. all right, yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how are we going to differentiate 
Like, is everyone going to have to have... Everyone should have, like, a, a unique buzzer. Should, should we do the Dana Gould podcast style, uh, this is the sound of my voice, as each is introduced, so you can then associate it with that person later on? Oh, is that what... Is it... Like, I will say, that is TJ Chambers, and then you will say... This is the sound of my voice. Yes. And this is Travis Clark. This is the sound of my voice. And this is Dax Jordan. This is the sound of my voice. Hey, so TJ and Dax have been on the show before. Uh, welcome right. returns, uh, right. Travis. This is your first time joining us. I am first time Yay. in the room. Yes, but I've listened before. Well, thank you. So we should probably ask the question that we ask all our new guests, which is, "What, if anything, is your background in science?" Um, I got a C in chemistry, and uh, that was because I cheated off of Cindy's paper. Ah, uh, Cindy just wasn't cutting uh, it that day. I did go to space camp. Uh, what? Oh, no. hey, hey uh, don't bury the lead. Uh, well, I'm I went to space I'm camp. Yeah. Space camp? Yeah. yeah. Huntsville or Florida? Camp. Huntsville. Huntsville as well. Yeah. Do I get a high five? Holy okay. shit. Yeah, you, so what, what's the, the age gap between the three of you? Like, could you have been there? Could you have oh, We did never you go? I think I probably went in 88. I went in 86, I think. Oh, man. What if we had Dax, you? I think I was 89. Holy shit. How close? Imagine. All in Huntsville. There aren't that many people there. Like, it's not that big of a You would have run into Do you yeah, remember what sure. team you were? Were there team names? Yeah, I was Team Jupiter. That was the, oh, we were oh, all named oh, after oh, like oh, oh, after oh, like okay. gods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after, we're all named after Roman gods. Yeah, it was really. Uh, we're all named after later Wachowski <laughs> Brothers movies. <laughs> yeah, I was Cloud Atlas. Amazing foresight and, at the time. Yeah. You were I in was, Speed Racer. Team yeah, you were Speed Racer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're named Muzz. I'm right. a chocolate bar. Right. And you were Cloud Atlas, yes. if I remember correctly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. Team CA. Did you right. get to That's do, a true true right there. The thing I've talked about in the podcast before that pissed me off was I thought Spinny Chair was part of Space Camp. Spinny Chair was only part of Space Camp if you were over the age of like 13 when you went. Right. And I went out. Well, I went to Space Camp the year the movie came out. So I think that was 86. Oh. So I went. Big run on the market. I, yeah. Man. I left Space Camp and then was taken to a movie about Space Camp. No. And I went, none of this is true. None, <laughs> none of this is accurate. Yeah. We did not get robots. And there's no way that the beach is that close to Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, well, like no, those... The movie took place in Florida at the Florida Well, one, regardless. Right. I did not have a but the, robot. You were but like the a kids what, that age. <laughs> would not have been at the Florida. The Florida one was only for uh, like oh, junior was, high and under. Right, 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 right. Huntsville was for junior high and high school kids, right. and some of the ones in the movie were high school kids. So there's no yeah, way like, they would have been Donovan at, definitely yeah. at least Florida. A high school kid. So now yeah. you both sound like cops watching a police procedural, <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, as if you fill out three four seven one B when right. <laughs> we don't even uh, bring a black light. If you tried to land a space shuttle at a thirty degree angle, I'm pretty sure you'd break off the tail. Okay, yeah. yeah. Twenty two jinx. Yeah. We're not friends forever. <laughs> I printed up for whatever reason my parents wouldn't send me, uh, so I printed up all the. I had the program. Where you could print up all the the like readouts, like the dials for a space shuttle capsule, oh, and I taped what? them all to the underside of my bunk bed. <laughs> so I made I made like uh, the control, like literally all the buttons. TJ, and I would go through the actual pre flight routine, like oh. on the checklist. TJ, like, I'm going to tell you check. right now that was probably better than what I had. <laughs> Honestly, and I saved yeah, a bunch did. of money. It's a reasonable yeah. facsimile. Like I've yeah. talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when we had Chris Hadfield, and I talked about how like most of Space Camp was learning to f- just like read through a binder full of. Uh, uh, yes. instructions and you had to take notes on everything yeah, yeah there was no simulator there weren't like screens that simulated what the shuttle would be doing all you had was 
like the, ex- the I think it was a, it was an exact facsimile of the inside of, of the of the cabin. It was like a only, choose your own adventure book. Yes, only only from the perspective of it has all the knobs, but none of the visual. So it's no fun. It's <laughs> right. only the like Just binder like, says flip yeah, this yeah. knob. Tell your tell your cabin Next mate thing that you, you do flip is make the sure knob. that the O2 pressure is, yes, is set. Exactly. Right. It yes. probably is quite good training for being a real astronaut, which is just a lot of admin yeah. and learning. It's, oh, yeah. it's if anything, it makes you not want to be an astronaut because it's like you have to learn all this stuff. And here's the vacuum tube you poop in. You know, like you have to. They show you like a, a mock-up of, of Skylab and they're like, yeah, if you didn't get a good seal, you had to chase your turds down a space tube. Like it was... A, a, a wormhole? Yeah, yeah sort of. Yeah, yeah. Simulated by getting someone to dress as a turd and then... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everyone, chase your turds. That, and they did they take you to the... There was an area where they had a couple of the like original offspring of the space monkeys. The no. rhesus monkeys. What? Okay. What? They took us to... There in was Huntsville. Like, in Huntsville. Yeah, there was like a little area of like... Space monkey uh, <laughs> family, I guess. No, I don't know. I don't believe you. Okay, and, okay, but they they've gone crazy. There was it was all they did was rape each other. Like that's all they did is sit there, and one would forcibly just mount the other, and the other just was like. I'm a space monkey. This is like wait, what wait, happens. Wait, wait. By the way, trigger warning for people who are sensitive to space issues. <laughs> yeah, yes. Or primate. Are you saying there was a there was a primate enclosure in Huntsville? Yeah, there oh, yeah. was like a mini zoo, like at a mini. Yeah, but it was I just it. didn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. see that either. I think I we're gonna find out. Maybe time. I dreamed. I might have dreamed Travis it. Right. Space camp with a K. It's just like <laughs> yeah. Adjacent city in Alabama. <laughs> I always wondered why my parents saved the time. Yeah. I don't know. Oh I mean, you had to shower while someone watched you, right? Like, that all happened, right? Like, as they yeah, do in space. Yeah. As it is in space, so shall it be on Earth. Oh, my God. I had, okay, did you guys have to do the thing? This felt like a time killer to me. I have a video. I have a VHS tape of our, of our like, crew of, of most of our activities that I haven't digitally transferred. I should. And uh, part of it has us simulating what you would do if you splashed down in the ocean and then had to, for some reason, swim from the cap. Basically, they were killing what? time. They had us in these like inner tubes, p- paddling backwards, uh, doing like four laps in the pool to simulate a hundred yards of. It was like obviously for the so counselors could have a break, so we just yeah. like, kill time. Oh. Having to Sometimes swim. on a, in uh, space you have to do crosswords. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I was on the space shuttle. They wheel in the uh, cart that has the TV and the VCR. You yeah. watch a movie. You watch Ken Burns yeah. Civil War. <laughs> that might have been the day they took us to the. Uh, Monkey sex cabin. <laughs> I don't think I did it that did day. Did you do uh, a model rocket? Yeah, I, I, rocket, I blew up yeah. a cricket. I murdered oh, the cricket. That wasn't part of I ours. did not do it right. Supposed, oh, that's right. Yeah, you had to put the cricket, and he was your astronaut. He was your payload, yeah. And you had to get him back. Like and a I, life cricket. Right. Yeah, a life yeah. cricket. You put him in the nose, and, and I blew him up. <laughs> like, uh, my, my rocket just exploded. He was, he was the Gus Grissom of crickets. <laughs> yeah. Sure yeah. Well, Acceptable casualties. Acceptable yeah. losses. Yeah. yeah. Really. He died doing what he loved. Yeah. It was a space We went to stir the cryo tanks, and just the whole thing blew up at that point. And there was oh, there was pre reports before saying that the the integrity of the rocket was weakened. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. It was now, a bureaucratic when, when, uh, problem. When the than child anything. who dresses Richard Feynman did the investigation, like, did they find? That? <laughs> they made a, a, a made-for-TV movie about my cricket with uh, William Hurt. It's really fascinating. <laughs> you should watch it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so space I murdered guys. cricket. Space yeah. camp. Amazing. Yeah. I can't believe the majority of this table has been to space yeah. camp. This is the first, I think. That's pretty good. Yeah, we don't. I, we didn't. I mean, Britain didn't even have a space program, so we had no equivalent of. There was no space. Ca- if there's no program, there's no camp. I guess. Yeah, but you could have. I'm sure we would have done a, a foreign exchange thing, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what what, the, what would the equivalent non-existent uh, American camp that would be a British camp. 
you guys are, well obviously there's no chimney sweep camps like over MI5 here. Like, camp or right. something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah you go over and be a double O kid club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh double cricket yeah. Yeah. doesn't club. exist over here yeah Guys, speaking of uh, covert military operations, which we weren't really, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but uh, I had the closest thing I've ever had to uh, a supernatural extraterrestrial encounter. What? We all did, but... Um, oh. Yes. Did you I was, see it? I was, I, was, I was out of town. I was seeing everybody talk oh about God. it, but it's I didn't see it. One of my favorite life experiences. Um, yeah, Matt and I were at a friend's birthday party. Out. I got there after this thing happened. Oh, I that's right. Okay. But I was out somewhere far enough out of the city that it, it was like in a hilly area where you couldn't get cell phone service. So I heard someone talking about I missed the initial brightness of the light, but someone yelled, hey, there's this thing happening. I ran outside. And I saw the aftermath of, of uh, how should we refer to it so we don't spoil it if people don't know about it. There was just, there was a, a UFO. phenomenon. There was, was literally a UFO. Literally yeah, a UFO. That is what that Flying means. Object yeah, yeah. We couldn't like identify. Subjective, objectively, it was an unidentified object. There was an event. 2% of the population disappeared. We believe that they raptured. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a rapturing. <laughs> yeah. um, but by the time I got out there, it had mostly, uh, the, the initial thing had faded out, but there was still a light that was, there was a, there was a cloud, a green cloud letting off its own light. This is at 6 p.m. Um, and the sun had set maybe almost an hour beforehand. And there were no clouds in the sky, so it obviously wasn't like a bottom lit, you know, spotlight situation or something. Like a Batman symbol. Yes, it wasn't like a Batman symbol. No, um, this was real. This yeah. was real. <laughs> and I was flipping out, but I was like an excited flipping out because I was hoping I was seeing something that was a first for our, our entire species. Like, what if this is like a once a millennium kind of thing? Like the biggest meteor or it is some, like whatever. Like I'm a skeptic, but I want to. I want something cool to happen in my lifetime. Are you telling me that you want to I believe? Want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I want to believe. So at this party, I'm the only one who's flipping the fuck out because I know it's not a meteor. It was going too slow. Like I've seen, I've seen super crazy bright meteors that are different colors and like you can actually hear them burning up. Like I know what a crazy awesome fireball meteor looks. Meteor looks like this was slow and it had like it was like a what you think a comet would look like because the tail was so wide. It was just the craziest thing. And then we're all flipping out because we have no cell phone service. So for like two hours, I got to believe in a higher power. It was amazing. <laughs> That's wow. longer than most. I mean. But then it turns out it was. And this... then you remember there was suffering in the world. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You see how without technology, people just assume it's yeah. God's. It was crazy. <laughs> right. And it yeah. was technology, though. Of course, it was just a Trident missile that they were testing. But then that doesn't even remove the magic because that's still fucking amazing. Because I've seen pictures taken from San Francisco 400 miles north. And it was just as close looking there. So this thing had to be. It's also in San Diego. People from San Diego saw it too. I mean, that's, that's closer, but yeah. San Francisco is farther away. Sure. So it must have been. So I still can't wrap my head around how high up it was because the space station only orbits at like 120 miles high. And I feel like this had to be at least that high to be seen at the elevation it was all the that far hit, away. Like, yeah. But if it was that high, then there's like no atmosphere to speak of. So what was it? When it was burning up, like they've told us it was a Trident missile, but we don't know what happened to it. Like if it, if it exploded accidentally, because like you can see, we'll post video. To, there's, there's great video of it because it was so slow. People captured it was like a bright streak across the sky going kind of slowly. Then it like did an explosion of sorts where like a, a, a light wave, like a, a circle of light shot in front of and behind it. And then its tail got huge. And, and then, then all then... suffering in the world ended. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's and then lost made sense. Not like conspiracy question, but like Trident missiles have been around. Like, do we still need to test those? Is that I mean, I get Trident we, missiles I'm were sure in the we Adam do. West Batman movie. Like, yes, do they still right. they still they test fireworks every like Fourth of July. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And they still work. Matt works yeah. a lot of weird summer jobs is the point we're getting out here. <laughs> did none of you guys see it, though? I, I, I only I saw was, the photos. I was, I was indoors all night. I was very yeah. far away. Yeah. It was so um, amazing. Hey, here's a science fact that's related that I, I found out recently. I didn't know that uh, when meteors or even uh, spacecraft re-enter the atmosphere, uh, the thing that makes them hot isn't friction. I thought it was friction with the air that makes them crazy hot and burn up. Right. It's not? It's, it's not. Like hitting it ions is, or something? Uh, it's compression of the air in front of the object or craft. Um, so as it's flying, it's going through the air really quickly. That causes the air in front of it to compress. And when you compress a gas, it heats up. Oh, yeah. so but isn't that still a form of friction? That's and what that's, I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that yeah. still a form of friction? No, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not surface friction. It's, is it Boyle's mm. law? I can't remember which of the gas laws it is. That's, Boyle's law is the one that says... The certain yeah, the PV over T equals PV over T or PV equals NRT. Yeah, isn't that? Um, I can't remember. Well, anyway, uh, the, it's it. the same way refrigerants work and things like, and the way you can chill things down. Is crazy. that why my refrigerator is always burning for me outside? Uh, well, that, the, <laughs> <laughs> am I doing that wrong? Outside, yeah, yeah. Outside okay. of your fridge uh, yeah, should yeah. be hot. Yeah, it should be glowing, right? Yes. Yeah, glowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wants to believe. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Uh, co- according to Wikipedia, a combination of Boyle's law, Charles's law, and Avogadro's law. I guess. Oh, Avogadro gets in there too. Why did I get so loud all of a sudden? Two times ten to the twenty-third. That's the most scientific thing I'll say all day, and then I'll shut up for the rest of the podcast. Something's wow. up with the audio here, guys. Oh. By the way, one sec. I just want to make sure I'm super loud, and suddenly no one else is. What's Ooh. up with you being louder than us? Well, we've got a we've Leadership. got a rare five-person record going on, and is everything got still a kludgy, recording. It is still recording, yeah, but it's just that I got super loud, and uh, I'm wondering. Don't worry, we won't about. we won't edit this part. Should out. we still say things to see? If- sure. No, no, I think it's all good. I think I'm just going to turn myself down and. Um, yeah, we'll level it out later. Crank it down a notch. All right. Talk, TJ, talk again for a second. Uh, I'm talking right now. I'm, I'm good. Gonna talk as as requested. Cool. What was that? Avogadro's number? Yeah. Uh, it's it's. I know that the constant is 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. It is the amount of molecules that will be in one... One mole. A mole. mole right. of a gas, right? Or of anything. Or of anything. Of anything? Because I, I guess regardless of... Yeah, oh, mole would be true across. Is it, the it's the amount of cancer molecules in one mole. Yeah, uh, get that checked out, Dax. Yes, That's, I, I think should. you're bringing up a yeah. Guys, I uh, listeners, I apologize. There's audio stuff happening. It's going to be listenable, I think, when we level it out. But right now, it sounds weird to me. So apologies. It's well, fine. Yeah, all the magic good. that's happening here would be a real tragedy. I know. Yes. No. No. It's it wouldn't good. be the first uh, lost episode there I've was, been on. The, if if the famed monkey rake rape episode of probably <laughs> science gets lost due to audio Look, issues, I was nervous yeah, as a child. That's great. <laughs> I was on the first test episode over at Brooks and his girlfriend's apartment. Really? I came over with Jesse Case, and we didn't use it. No, it was just a, a test. I don't. Re- wow, I gotta look that up. If we have that, we should put it out. <laughs> uh, again, my levels are. You know what it is, guys. This mixer that I'm I'm plugged into and TJ is plugged into is uh, a relic. This is 12 years old. Mm. No, I'm sorry, 14 years old. When I got moved to Portland, I got this because uh, I fancied myself a musician. Sure. And um, I'm surprised. Yeah, still Behringer. Do. Well, I mean. Eh. The fact that it's a Behringer and still in one piece it, it, is after 14 kind of, years yeah, is kind of 14 amazing. years old. It's actually labeled Gladiator the movie The Mixer. It's, uh, it was a promotional <laughs> thing. <laughs> I think it's worth. You know what? I'm going to stop worrying about it. It's going to work. Sure, it sounds fine, and we'll level it up. Do you feel like I'm? I'm also super hot. Should I? No, I can, it's just I changing. It it's just uh, okay. it's an ever shifting landscape. Ever since you shaved, 
Yeah. I've always thought of you as super hot. Super hot. Yeah, just that's the way I see you now. Super hot. Thanks. The, you know, the listeners do know me as bearded, even just from uh, yeah. Like every so often, it would scrape the microphone. Sure, you sound bearded. Also, and listeners way, have I'm said not, that not. when you've been on, that they can't tell my voice from yours. That's the thing. I, that's, I don't know. I, I actually have that concern a lot. I'm like Andy and I are audibly indistinguishable, <laughs> which is going to be an issue. But here we are, nonetheless. Trying. Here to we are. Matt, do you have a story for us? Uh, no. <laughs> Well, that's been a lovely episode. I, I've Googled science and nothing's come up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh, yeah. Hang on. Here's one that a lot of people were sending in. That was This is very cool. Doctors have for the first time broken the blood-brain barrier. I, uh, Dr. Chuck Yeager? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, more importantly, they've broken it in a way that doesn't involve ice picks. Because... Oh, okay. <laughs> Or that. putting your thumb through the baby's fontanelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Dutch fairy tale? <laughs> it's an episode of The Nick, I think. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the BBB? What's the blood-brain barrier? So, um, the blood-brain barrier... Um, the blood-brain barrier is a... How's, is it sounding right for you, Andy? I think it's okay. I, I, this might be a lost episode. I don't, I don't think it will be. I think it'll be fine. I'm going to stop talking about it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, people probably wouldn't have even noticed if we hadn't spent five minutes. You'll be when you hear it, you'll be like, "Wow, no, people okay. are fucking I, I, I don't listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I sometimes listen to it, but also I don't often need to because I was there. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's a blood brain barrier. Blood brain barrier. <laughs> Better business is reality. The, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize that uh, the brain is pretty like is pretty much a closed off system. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't let stuff get from the blood vessels to the brain, which is a problem when it comes to trying to get medicine in there. Um, oh. It's very difficult to shuttle things across that. It, it is. Uh, how do how does every psychiatric drug work, then, if it doesn't do that? I don't know. It's, it, would that be hitting other hormones that come from other parts of your... Fuck you know, if I know, man. Uh, uh, oxytocin or that kind of thing that comes from another Ser- gland. Serotonin? Yeah, serotonin. All the tonins. All the tonins. Yeah. Those drugs do travel across the blood-brain barrier. Yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't um, They're able to. Oh, they are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I found a better version of this story. This isn't the one I originally read, but... Um, yeah, Dr. Mainprize is the name of the doctor. Mainprize? Uh, Dr. Mainprize. Really gunning for that uh, Nobel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, likens the blood-brain barrier to cling wrap which coats the blood vessels of the brain is an extremely selective filter designed to protect the brain and keep toxins out. Unfortunately, and up until now, this has also applied to medications of all sorts and severely limited doctors' ability to treat brain conditions, such as brain tumors. Um, about 80, 98% of the substances uh, that could potentially be used to treat brain conditions were until now unusable as they could not penetrate the blood-brain barrier. This includes antibodies that have been shown in animal studies to be an effective treatment for Alzheimer's and stem cells that could be used to treat stroke victims. So here's the problem, and here's their solution. Um, we don't even get a chance to try to fix it ourselves? Like, aren't you supposed to like give a pause oh, sorry, between? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Here's the problem. Put it in oh, vodka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Just yeah. put those things in vodka. Uh, I mean, it always okay, goes straight that's, that's to my head. Hey. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how they did it? Uh, just stand on your head. All right. So there's got to be some yeah. receptor they could bind to it that would trick the blood-brain barrier into thinking that it's they, okay to pass through or something? Did they hire a brain whisperer? Nanotubes that pierce the blood-brain barrier, and everything just goes right through it. They're all good guesses, particularly the standing on your head one. But the See? actual answer... Is they uh, used micro bubbles and focused ultrasounds? Oh to yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's the new technology that they wanted. That, that, that way, so that way, even 
not the blood brain barrier stuff, but if you wanted to take like an aspirin, I suppose I'm taking a whole pill, you can just take like a micro dose and it goes to the area that you need the anti inflammatory in and then they burst it and then it's Yeah, you know. it uses uh is this is this related to the scrubbing bubbles that will also like unleash yeah, yeah, yeah. an army also of clean your toilet cleaners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fix um, your brain, clean your bathtub. I'm scrubbing say, bubbles. This is Dex's nanotubes was the closest by far. Then I think we should give credit to them. I don't know. Yeah. Standing okay. on your head, That's you might a, get little nano bubbles. A tube is basically yeah. a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty. And then they can they can somehow pick a time at which to let the bubble burst. They rupture it. It, it, oh. So it's basically, I would assume that whatever the bubble is is probably not air. Well, it's probably well, something here's else. what happens. Yeah, though. That's they, how you make a stroke. I think. They first dose the patient with medication, then harmless micro bubbles are injected into the bloodstream, and a high intensity ultrasound beam is directed at the tumor, causing the micro bubbles to vibrate. Uh, okay, so actually, the micro bubbles don't include the medication. They don't. The micro bubbles are separate things. Oh. So they put the medication in the body, so it's go around the blood. It's just in the bloodstream. Then. They uh, inject these microbubbles in, and then they focus this high-intensity ultrasound beam right where the tumor is. This gently tears the proteins around the capillary walls, allowing the medication to painlessly and harmlessly enter the brain tissue, something that's been impossible to achieve up until this point. So the combination of microbubbles and the medication in the blood and the high-frequency... Yeah. The sound at that point. So you have to hope there's no toxins or other things that just happen to be in the area. Oh, right, other also, with mm. you and your microbial yeah, bodies. But, but also, even if they're, it's, it's super focused, it's super directional, so they're like, ah, I'm still getting that. Yeah, as long as you're getting the medicine in. Uh, uh, harmless microbubbles is a great stripper name. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, Hall's tumor is what's known as a glioma, a type of tumor that is difficult for doctors to treat through surgery due to its tendency to spread out in a web. Attempting to remove all of a glioma from a patient's brain surgically is almost invariably fatal. Patients with glioblastomas, which is a stage 4 glioma, survive an average of one year and almost never survive beyond three with conventional treatment. Doctors yeah, the use- pre- am I right? The prefix glio means that it spreads, right? It's not encapsulated? Like, that's a big... If you have a brain tumor that has that prefix attached to it insofar yeah. as I know. Tendrils. Yeah, tendrils. Yeah, 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 yeah. To where you'd have Bad to news. hack out so much brain matter. Bad news. Yeah, uh, they can use good. chemotherapy to treat the remaining parts of the tumor, but at best, 25% of the chemotherapy drugs reach the brain due to this blood-brain barrier. Chemotherapy has to be very carefully administered as the drugs can be fatal themselves in greater doses. It's not simply a matter of increasing the treatment. Well, I mean, luckily the brain's not that important. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can get by just... I think we're proving that right now. <laughs> blood-brain barrier. B-b-b-b. Good story. Thank you. So not Better Business Bureau. That That is not the BBB. Not the big, beautiful brain. (laughs) Not that (laughs) specific fetish of sapio. By the way, someone at Burning Man, I heard, described themselves as a sapiosexual, which is the most pretentious thing ever. Every third Tinder profile. Sexually attracted to intelligence. Fuck you. You, If you know what it means, then I'll be the (laughs) type of person that I'm attracted to you. Oh, God. Actually, it's sapiosexual? No, I'm not. (laughs) I just came when you said that because I'm sapiosexual. Uh, no, that, that's just a, an emo uh, Irish band. <laughs> sapiosexual. Does a sapiosexual get erect when you pronounce it flaxid? Did you well, see that Silicon Valley episode? No. When uh, Thomas Middleditch's character says that it's actually pronounced flaxid, I was like, is that a joke they wrote? That, that couldn't be. That must be real. They wouldn't put it in the show. And I Googled it. Yeah, it's not pronounced flaccid. It's pronounced, it's pronounced flaccid. Shut up. Yeah, everyone just assumed it's flaccid because the word placid exists, but like it's supposed Wait, to be flaccid. isn't two C's back to back, which flaccid, I know, but people just assumed it's like I mean. that yeah, word, yeah, the, but yeah, the word yeah. is flaccid. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, thank, you, you. thank you, Mike Judge. 
But if any one of us ever uses it correctly, no, we'll be called out. You can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. Common it's better to not know. Common usage. Yeah, 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 it's better to not know. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like Copenhagen, Copenhagen, where like people try to they think they're smarter if they say Copenhagen. It's like that's not even. Well, the word, the, the Danish word is Copenhagen, which is unrelated. Close anyway. The yeah, English yeah. word we've agreed on is Copenhagen. Copenhagen is the German pronunciation of Cop- of Copenhagen. Right. So you're doing, as an English speaker, an impression of a German person describing a Danish town, and you think that makes you smarter. Then I don't know why I care. I about mean, that's this. three whole countries, so I say that smart. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're more countries than most people can name. I just learned it's Gouda. What is that? Gouda is Gouda. Is how you're supposed to say it. The delicious cheese. The delicious cheese. You you're pronounce supposed to it like you have a throat full of cheese. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. And, it, and you're it's in pain. On, it's yeah. onomatopoeic in yeah. that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Dutch words are pronounced like how they sound if they were in your mouth. Oven. Dax couldn't take that. Oh. Uh, the only Dutch word I know is Van Morrison. Is that a word? Uh, <laughs> it's actually Van Morrison. Van Morrison. <laughs> Did you know that one of the uh, there's a there's a job in the world um, that is bicycle fishermen because uh, wait, like wait, something wait. like fifteen thousand bicycles a year are dumped into the canals in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh. So it's like a pretty big job just trolling around all day fishing See, those bicycles out. I thought uh, bicycle fishermen would literally be someone who sits on a on building a and like a te- like a, a prank. <laughs> like somebody oh, who see, like, hooks whoop. a bike as they well, go they past. Well, they do love their uh, weird hidden camera prank shows in, in Europe, too, but... I uh, thought it was yeah. literally a guy on a bike who just would ride up to a pier. And like, because oh, yeah. I guess you could actually yeah. cast in and then just ride slowly yeah. and let the like lure trolling. go by. Yeah, yeah. you let it drag, you get one of those spinners. Yeah. Isn't it Jesus yeah. who said, like, cast aside your nets, you will now be a fisher of bikes? Yeah. He said, teach a man to ride a bike. He rides for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Give a man a bike. Well, he needs the bike also. Yeah, he also there's a lot of bikes involved yeah, with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Listen to Josh Mitchell. I think the first time writing in, I could be wrong about that, but sent in a story that um, the Naval Academy is now starting to reteach celestial navigation. Because That's pretty cool. Could, uh, yeah, like in case GPS fails? Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to guess yeah. why GPS might fail? Why they're starting to reteach it? Because uh, that system is antiquated. Uh, the GPS. Them terrorists. I was going to say uh, yeah. electromagnetic pulse, uh, pulses to knock out yeah, all the technology. Russia. Because um, GPS satellites are low orbit, right? Because I'm assuming if they were yeah, uh, but you could have geostationary. Pretty easy, right? Well, I'm just thinking about like how someone would take out a system of... I'm assuming it'd be harder to take out. I don't think you're physically taking them out. Okay. Well, you make yeah, the receiving yeah. stuff not be able to receive stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. It's not yeah, like a shoulder-mounted can... rocket, presumably. Yeah. That's um, although yeah, maybe that can, would be fucking cool. You can hack a computer system if yeah. it's all connected into the, like the ship or the plane or whatever. This so thing you... I've heard of the uh, uh, the Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock movie explains all this. Uh, it just came out recently. Twenty-eight the, the, days. The net. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a thing, guys. Keep your eyes out for this thing. The internet. Keep your eyes out for the Sandy character. She's going places. Her, her 2400 bald modem <laughs> had trouble connecting to things, and a movie got made. The theme song of that movie was people, has, people, people. <laughs> has anyone done like a mashup? I would like to see like her versus Johnny Lee Miller or whatever. Who's just that? The, uh, from Hackers. Oh. He was the star of Hackers. <laughs> just the mid 90s. Like, the Hollywood was like, we understand that computers are a thing. That's all we've got. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to. Or that female sexual, dis- uh, sexual harassment movie, the Michael Creighton thing, Disclosure. Oh, yeah. Remember that when they had their own like fake email program they made just for the movie? It was like 93. So but did it turn out to be like 
It was it. No, like it's Gmail? like when you would open yeah. an email, uh, an envelope, a tiny envelope would like open up, and a letter would come out. Then it would fill the whole screen. So it was like literally like electronic mail. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was well, but that's what an evite looks like now. Yeah, so in true. some ways, they yeah. were prescient, yeah. and uh, also pretty hot scenes in that movie. Oh anyway. yeah. Circa 1995, me enjoyed that film. Mm-hmm. Is my point. Mm-hmm. They uh, there was a, there was a video that went viral about I don't know, whenever they made it about seven or eight years ago. There was 24, the uh, 90s version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, like what would really happen then? Like the Game of Thrones uh, 80s intro thing, that sort of genre twist uh, thing. Have you seen that? I haven't, but it was... Oh. Yeah, it was It was watching uh, Kiefer Sullivan's character painfully wait for a fax to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like an email to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, like a dial-up modem. Burned, it yeah, it's like, yeah. They're like enhanced. Like okay, good. See yeah, three yeah. episodes from now, we'll try to enhance. Yeah, it's just gonna take. If we're doing it real time, yeah. check in with me next Monday. Yeah, these 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 bitmaps are gonna take <laughs> it's a while. To come it's through. literally just a screen like updating a line, a line at, a at a time. It's like a, a shirtless or like a bra picture of Terry Hatcher. <laughs> yeah, or it's gonna come it through. Yeah. Uh, but if I understand, the GPS satellites are actually somewhat antiquated, but no one wants to take up the cost of replacing them. Antiquated in terms them. of they don't work as well, or it's just like a better system could they're exist. Old, like they're old and could use a major upgrading, and if there's not a lot of redundancy or backup to the system, so if one were to get knocked out or a couple were to, like it would affect so many systems that run off the in-place government GPS system. Yeah. That, well, there's there's at least 24 of them, though. I don't think it's an issue. If one or two drop out, it's not a big deal, I think. I think it would be a big deal to some people okay. who use ultra-precision. No, you don't really need... I wish I didn't know so much about... I did, my, I did a project about this my senior year in college, uh, trying to figure out a way to use fewer GPS satellites to still get an accurate read. This is, I went to college before they even released all the data. You could only get a day after, you could get accurate information on where you are, but they wouldn't give you... You can get within like 100 meters of something, but not within yeah, the one mili- meter. It used to be that the military called, thing was like up to one meter, but the, yeah, the public thing was like 100 selective, meters. Um, selective something. But yeah, they got rid of that uh, sometime in the 2000s, I think. Um, but yeah, so for like scientific purposes, you could get the data, but not real time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I did a project where you could, because you need four, you need four satellites to get where you are. You need three to get your actual spatial, to get all, you know, three non, non collinear, non collinear things to triangulate your position in three dimensions. But then you also need a fourth one. Uh, to get uh, like the time offset, like the time mm-hmm. as a dimension needs to be done also. But then I f- did a thing where you could do it with only three, based on the assumption that like really your altitude doesn't ever change that much. You're on Earth, so like that's going to be a little bit. But that's if you consider it like in the instead of like an X, Y, and Z thing, but in in like a um, I just got past my point of understanding. Or of an X, but, yeah, but you can you can fudge Rota- one of the axes. Radial like uh, yeah, one of your th- your axes are like latitude, longitude, and altitude, and altitude is pretty much within a certain range so you can get by with one fewer satellite and there's 24 in the constellation almost half of which are usually within line of sight of you so if a couple get if a bunch get knocked out you're still probably fine you could still work around it yeah I mean, yeah, you're catching some still elevation when you're at space camp going up on all those sweet sure. rides that take yeah. you all the way up there, oh, right? When you're seeing Huntsville from a, from a real high <laughs> What was the premise? How point? did they accidentally end up on why did they how, how did, was they, a, how did they, they take They were going to test fire they were just running some tests on the space shuttle. It was like a pre 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 flight. Like, right. oh, does this? And you know how easy it is to work? get to a space shuttle. Yeah. Like they're just <laughs> the of a space well, no. the they were, were, they were sent in. there. They yeah. were allowed yeah. to do it, but then the robot wanted Robbie to go to space Jake or whatever. Max, yeah, Jinx. Max, right. who was friends with Max, wanted Max to be able to go to space because that was Max's big dream. So Jinx 
Jinx the robot. Jinx the robot had cared about people's oh, dreams. Yeah, absolutely. He had some empathy. Yeah, hey, yeah. in the nineties, robots cared about. They did. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, uh, Max, and Jinx, friends forever, was the. If the, I understand yeah. this correctly, yeah. the writer of Space Camp the movie named a robot Jinx. Who jinxes the space program <laughs> and endangers children? It was pretty on the nose. Foreshadowing. <laughs> in retrospect, died yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was. It, it might have been an acronym at the time. It might have been like. Oh like yeah, I'm, yeah, probably. Jet right. inversion nano xylophone xenobot. Yeah. Everyone could hear me. Everyone listening to this could hear me. Really, just backpedal. Like, oh, why man, he's getting this. He's getting to X. I hope he planned ahead for this one. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have spoken up if he didn't have a yeah. plan. Oh, he's got an X in the pocket. He's, he does not have an X in the pocket. Does anybody remember what Daryl stood for? Oh yes. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Daryl. What was Daryl from? Daryl was a was a robotic boy. It was a robot boy yeah. movie. All right. Who escapes from? Uh, where he was oh, and, there, and there's, there's two the R's in Daryl. Kind of a Harry and the Hendersons thing. I thought it's, it was one R. Isn't it two? Is it D-A-R-R? Just one. Uh, but there's a Y. Yes. D-A-R-Y-L. What if we start with the Y? Because there are fewer young, words that start with Y. Young life form. Isn't it end in young life form? Robotic young life Youth. form? Youth oh. life form. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, D. Dem- uh, Democratic. Dem- <laughs> Democratic. <laughs> Like, what's a demonstration he wore that's not demonstration? Uh, demo, uh, uh, no. Um, Demonic. He had a real Ooh. possession issue. Yeah. The way he beat pole position. Yeah. Yeah. Deciduous. Tutoronomy. Was he, was he overweight? Was it diabetic yeah. android robotic <laughs> life form? <laughs> he missed, was missing a robot foot? No. Regular tiny person. <laughs> so so is, the, is the all robotic? Uh, all robot. Robot okay, youth yeah. life so form. Ro- robot okay. youth life form. All we need is D. And an D- A. DA. We need a DA. Yeah. Artificial. A is artificial. No. Oh, nope. Android? Android. Nope. Autonomous. Anthropomorphic. Autonomous. Ooh, autonomous is a good one. It's got to be autonomous. All, so all the ones you're coming up with is, are what, like, are they better. Been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, again. Angelic, because just, he was so likable. It's just Hollywood throwing words they thought they knew. Okay, what if it you meant. were a Hollywood writer with no science background and you had to come up with a. You already knew it was Daryl. Anthropomorphic. Would, uh, an, an, yeah, you'd say, or you'd say, like, antimatter or. Antithesis. A- a- an- automaton? It's, like, it's not so much dumb as it is kind of redundant. Oh, automaton? Uh, automatic? Uh, Android. Uh, Android. Is it an Android? Android? Oh. Mm-hmm. Arti- artificial? No. Artificial makes a lot of sense. Is this guessing game going well for the listeners? I don't <laughs> think so. I think they've already uh, looked it up. Okay, what do we right. know It's just it is. data analyzing. Oh, okay. Oh, which, which is exactly what, what, uh, which is what uh, robots yeah, do. Yeah, which is what robots do. Yeah, all robots do analyze data. Like, that's. Hashtag. could be. <laughs> oh, white males. We can get away with that. Right? Uh, Guys, finally, a bunch of us on a podcast form. together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what was the other thing that I want? Uh, Jetpack. What's the Jetpacks. next Yeah, you well, want to hang on. So do okay, we want to hear a bit more about the sex yes. dance? And then? I forgot about Yes, yeah, sorry. Go so, uh, I mean, that is most yeah. of the story. Like the, so, the Celestial Colonel, Navigation. Lieutenant Commander Ryan Rogers from the Academy, from the U.S. Naval Academy, said, we went, we went away from Celestial Navigation because computers are great. The problem is there is no backup. And then, I don't know. Except Space, lots yeah. of yeah. In the event that we had to go into a national emergency, we would probably have to shut down the GPS down because it can be used by potential enemies. You know what would be oh, the really? height of irony is wow. if some boat captain was trying to use his sextant to navigate and he screwed up the numbers based on the glow 
of GPS satellites, no. he thinking they were stars, and then oh. he fucked. You know what oh, I mean? No, you like don't use stars. Oh wait, can you? I guess you could use. Stars. What else do you celestially navigate by? Use the sun. Just but the at sun. night, though, you have to use something else. Use yeah. Um, yeah, buddy. I guess Travis so. has got it. Yeah. yeah, I figured it out. I just thought you could only do it by. Uh, <laughs> could go on. <laughs> by the North Star. Yeah, but the there's north, no the sun that uh, night. The North Star wouldn't Zero. give you any information. Yeah. That'd be useless to you, except to point you in the direction of north, because uh, it's from which it's, you, I thought the point was that I thought the point was that the yeah the notion of if you know what time of year or date it is and you can see how uh, what are those things called constellations relate to each other, then you yeah. should yes, know other stars. But the north so if you know star, your date and then the relation to constellations, that's how you know. Uh, if right, any of our so listeners are. Keen celestial navigators, yeah, or uh, midshipmen at the Naval Academy, by all yeah. means. Write in and tell flight of the navigator. Yeah, write in and tell us how it works, and remember to no, mark I- your envelope sextant. <laughs> no, I actually I, I wasted time at work the other day uh, watching YouTube videos on how to how to work sextants. <laughs> so I kind of understand. I, I kind of need one to be in front of me because there's these two different mirrors that one you line up with the sun, one with the horizon. And there's filters you put in front of it so the sun doesn't blind you. But oh, you like those, Instagram. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you make them line X, up. XX Pro is the best way to do it. I mean, if you want the good yeah. contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But now you I'm trying go to go to the sex tent at Burning Man? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So starboard on the side of a ship was actually a starboard that had a certain... Oh! Uh, that, that would have something on there that you could use as a, why would a reference. The, why would it be on the right side of the ship? That it, because uh, that's where they put it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. At starboard is port, all I knew. Port, I always pointed yeah, to Portugal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. As long as you kept, that, I'm not making that. Thing. that yeah, that's would, the thing I, I, but I, yeah, I yeah. have very limited memory of why I, I know that. Know but that. I did know that's why. Yeah. And so boating, call, boating, is a, boating is a privilege, not a starboard. That's true. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, listen, but yes, as, uh, if, as, listeners, if listeners do have a sextant experience, write yeah. in and tell us about your sextanting, your sexcapades, or the sextant. Uh, I do, I do know that you can't, sex- uh, I know that like, I've read Longitude, and I think the crux of that book was how difficult it is. Like with a, with a sextant, you can always find your latitude, but longitude is different, difficult unless you have a sextant and in. an accurate time so you can know exactly when local noon is versus like GMT noon or something like that. So you... Right? Something yeah. like yep, that? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So the search for an, an accurate clock was important. That's but to be honest, then that book could have just covered that in an article, and then the rest of it was quite dull. I loved that book. Really? It's one of my all-time favorite oh, science books. I hated books. that book. Wasn't it by Simon Singh? No. Okay, okay, good. Because we're going to have him on. And he wrote... <laughs> oh. uh, no, I love Longitude. So I think another reason this could be a lost episode, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really uh, maybe I've got it at home somewhere. I'll give, maybe I'll give it another go. Give it another... That, that and Fermat's Enigma, or Fermat, however you pronounce it. Uh, hey, you you going to try and take another reading with it? Yeah. <laughs> try hey. Huh? It's not funny, but Listen, it's almost clever. As the, yeah. uh, as the engine of many failed bits on this podcast so far, I want you to know that I respected that. Um, you're totally wrong, by the way. Am I? Yeah, starboard? totally wrong. I just looked this up. Oh, okay. Um, the term starboard derives from the Old English steerboard, meaning the side on which the ship is steered. I was thinking of Starbucks. I'm sorry. Oh, that's uh, me. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, having said, I mean, it is still where it's sort of navigated from. Before ships had rudders on their center lines, they were steered with a steering oar at the stern of the ship, and because most people are right-handed, on the right-hand side of it. A drunk person might have told me this, and I just might have believed them. Well, there's also... Yeah. A- there's also a lot that's of those. Canon, as far as I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. There's a lot of those misconceptions about where words and phrases came from, where they've been reverse engineered. Like, 
like posh is meant to be port out starboard home. Yeah, well, people, people go sure acronyms real News, quick. Northeast, west, south is not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fornication that, under consent of the king and all yeah. that crap. Yeah, is that, is, yeah. is that a backronym? Is that what I it's called? It where someone reverse engineers an acronym for Also, the word? not that. It's, okay. not an, it's yeah. neither. Yeah. It's not a Van Halen There's a good movie called Fuck, a fuckumentary oh. that uh, that actually digs into all these things. Before, do we get to the story? Do you want to talk about jetpacks? Because I want to talk about jetpacks. I think it's jetpacks. It's all been building to that. Yeah. This is a little selfish of me, but um, on the show Matt and I are working on, uh, we're researching topics, and my topic this week is jetpacks, and coincidentally, it's a huge-ass week for jetpacks of two different varieties, interestingly. Did you guys see the video of the guy flying inform- the guy's flying information on the, the, with the winged jet suits next no. to the Emirates plane? So, oh, I saw, a st- I saw a photo of it. Yes. I didn't see the video. Yeah. So Eve Rossi uh, calls himself Jetman. He's been in the news a bunch of times for different aviation feats, and he now has this fixed wing thing that has two actual jet engines attached to it. Jetman being like a portmanteau of uh, Jet Li and Batman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both martial artists. One of them gets yeah. signaled with a... So one of them started films guy. with Aliyah, yeah. and one of them did not. <laughs> both had very troubled childhoods. <laughs> yes. Presumably um, so. But no, this guy, it's awesome. He has this thing that is a uh, it, it, it's like a wingsuit but with an actual fixed wing instead of just like the yeah, and it's got like flying squirrel engine and it has it, right? engines so you yeah. can actually maintain it's not just a glider so he was flying in formation with this Emirates plane it was sort of like a PR stunt for the airline but also fucking awesome and uh, coincidentally the same week uh, a team with the company Jetpack Aviation uh, put out a video of the well they said it's the first true Jetpack and now that I've been digging into this all week, I've become like a snob about jetpacks. <laughs> well, then what's the and Bell Labs thing? Exactly. Oh, the Bell. Okay. So here's the here's the history of jetpacks. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Uh, what did they do with the 1984 Olympic ceremony? Okay. Rocket belt. Hydrogen peroxide based rocket belt is what that was. Okay. So uh, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide like the but that's low concentration. Like everyone got blonde. for your hair is like two percent. This has to be ninety eight percent hydrogen peroxide. Okay. So there are so rocket. You couldn't belts, do your hair with this stuff. And there are, you could do your hair, and your hair would fall out instantly. Uh, there are rocket. Belts, there are jetpacks, and now there are also uh, personal helicopters that are all giving the misnomer been, been given the misnomer jetpack recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things you've seen in Thunderball, for instance, sure, rocket belt, hydrogen peroxide based rocket belt. So there's, there's been one true jetpack until until this last week, which was in 1968. A dude in Michigan made an actual rocket uh, jetpack, as in jet engines using jet fuel and using air as thrust. Uh, he made this thing and sold it to the government in 68, and then the government realized, oh, this is useless to us as a military thing, except we're going to put this system into the Tomahawk missile. So what the guy made, they, they, they put it Was his name out. Tom? And that's where the name came <laughs> yes, from? Yes, he was a bird enthusiast. Um, but they, yeah, so that, that, went in, that became like the system that drove the Tomahawk missile, but they killed the jetpack, and since then there have been rocket belts which use hydrogen peroxide, which uh, interacts with this silver mesh at the uh, out this chemical reaction happens uh, releasing I guess just water H2O2 is hydrogen peroxide so yeah so it's the silver catalyst is that what it is it just drives it over catalyst yeah so then it turns into uh, I guess water and oxygen generates thrust but through a narrow tube and the entire thing that they're wearing can last 30 seconds yeah it's really quick so it's super quick super uh, squirrely like I talked to one of the guys behind one of those companies he's like it's, it's the reason everyone who, who flies in those things looks so stiff and, and, unc- and not cool is because he said it's like trying to stand on a beach ball on water like that's how oh squirrely God. it is and they have to put you on a table to find your center of gravity and then put the nozzle a certain percentage of your height of the, the ground to your center of gravity the nozzle has to be right there because if it's lower you'll be like out of control and if it's higher you can't steer enough so those things are like 
cool for stunts but useless. But he was saying the only thing keeping us from having the actual cool jetpacks is just that jet engine manufacturers aren't making jet engines in the right scale. They're making the big-ass ones for planes, but there's no reason to make this medium. And they're making tiny ones for, for uh, RC planes, but no one's making the medium-sized ones. And that's all it would take. And now someone's actually done that, and this thing can fly for 10 minutes. Whoa. And it's way more stable because it's a thicker stream of air it's shooting out, and it uses kerosene as opposed to hydrogen peroxide, so it costs like the same as gas. So like you're filling up your 10-gallon thing would be like 40 or 50 bucks. And you can fly for 10 minutes, go 100 miles an hour. Whoa. It's light enough. You can jog with it on your back. Unlike the, there's a company called Martin in Australia that's making these things that are not even, according to the expert I talked to, they're not even jet packs. <laughs> they're fan they're, packs. They're yeah. crafts. He's like, yeah. if you walk up to it and get on it, it's not a pack. It's a craft. Yeah, that pack. thing's gigantic. I've you seen step that into thing. it, it's yeah. a personal helicopter. It's like a fan boat, but for exactly. your back. Yeah. yeah. But this thing, this thing is a real jet pack. You can jog with it on your back. You can buy cheap gas for it. You can fly for 10 minutes, go 100 miles an hour. It's fucking awesome. I'll put a link to this and the Dubai wingsuit Jetman thing. But does it burn you? Like, how do you, no, how do no, you stay clear of the jet? Well, I've stream. only gotten to interview the guy, one of the guys behind the peroxide rocket belts, not the guy. On, on Monday, I get to talk to the guys who built the thing that just did the Statue of Liberty flyby that's going viral. And uh, But the guys who did the peroxide thing says it comes out at like 1,200 degrees. But by the time it gets a few feet away, it's already down to 400. And also, it's kind of pointed out from you, so it's not pointed at your legs. Um, did I miss George Went at brunch? You yes, you did. George Went at brunch. Yeah, Norm was at brunch. Yeah, Norm came to yeah. brunch today after you left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, <laughs> big nonsense. Yeah. So I just got a notification that six people have just favorited Andy's tweet. Yeah. On my phone. I was like, oh, what, what's Andy been tweeting while we've but been podcasting? He came in on a jetpack. It was really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> well, it was a big rocket belt. It was a rocket belt. Also, I found out that the word that, that Cheers aired in Germany as Prost Helmut. Which yeah. is Cheers, Helmut, and Helmut was the Norm character's name. So the whole show was called Cheers, Norm, in, in Germany. <laughs> so great. Norm was at brunch today. Uh, yeah, my yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about those international things is like misappropriating who was the main character of yeah. the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like Finding Nemo was called like Crazy Surf Turtle or whatever. <laughs> like, no, that was one scene. It's not the main character. The, the strokes the, of Mr. Drummond. Yeah. <laughs> the Tony Danza sitcom was called Angela is the Boss. Like, no, it's supposed to be. This has been answered. Yeah. We have we've considered it carefully. She is the employer, and therefore she is the boss. We have discovered who the boss is, so now we can finish the series. This <laughs> <laughs> came to a satisfying conclusion. Okay, so Jetpack. What if every week it's just a different boss? <laughs> And we do not find out who the boss is until the end of the episode. The boss is undercover. We became in Judith Lightened and all this stuff. Oh, it would have always Mission Impossible style, just pulling off masks to determine who's the boss is every yeah. week. Thirteen likes in the George Went tweet. All right, people are excited about seeing Norm. That's more about Norm than it is yeah, about you. I'm yeah. sorry to say, it's not about me. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I uh, I got to the bottom of the word star. Uh, it is an acronym for uh, Space Time Anomaly Raccoon. Okay. okay. Oh. Yeah. They really sort of ran out of ideas towards yeah. the end of that word. Well, yeah. it was actually a, it was it was promotional. Well. It was promotional for Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Bradley Cooper. Yeah, man, everything. Always. Always. Oh, that makes he's, sense. He's your chef everything, now. He's everything. If you actually reverse engineer everything, Bradley Cooper is at the heart of it all. the heart yes. of everything. Uh, supposedly gay, according to everyone I've talked to. Oh, I've, heard, I've heard I've heard the here. craziest, probably completely made up stories 
about Bradley Cooper. Like, <laughs> n- uh, n- nothing since Rod Stewart getting his stomach pumped have I heard that's this, like, inflammatory. Can we couch this in science in any way so that we no, can talk about these stories no. for the next 10 minutes? I mean, it's justify com- this being a section of the show? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, it's completely made up, but I'm just fascinated. We can talk with- about the science of gossip and like, how it can just go. It's amazing that, in general, that that's still even like people right. are like you know this guy might be gay yeah. you know the thing we're all cool with this guy <laughs> this celebrity you know this guy who this... pretends to be a lot of different things sometimes he's pretending like yeah. he's not the sexuality <laughs> this celebrity yeah. Yeah. could have the same adjective <laughs> attached to his name that our friend over here also has <laughs> but how could they ever play a character that wasn't that thing <laughs> Have you guys, did you, you, you've all heard Bradley Cooper stories also? No. no. Zero. That's zero why we're so intrigued stories. by yours. It's I completely. Uh, I heard he was a space raccoon. Okay. He's what I heard. Raccoon. That's the only story yeah, yeah. I know. I heard he had have uh, Rod Stewart pumped out of him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. I'm not even going to. You got another I science story or is it? that after. Uh, that's all the science we're going to do for this. It's week. donor no, time, maybe. Gossip. Oh, my God. Jesse. Jesse. Why am I. Oh, TJ, thank you for reminding. Um, oh, we love you, Jesse. We do right. love you, Jesse. And by the way, if you if you don't listen to Jesse, Jesse versus Cancer, you should be doing that. You should go to jessevscancer.com and listen to his podcast. It is great. And donate to him or donate to us if you want, since it works again, like we'll, Kate we'll Lubiak did, like James Cox did, Linda Moulton, Madison Martinez, John Waltz, Brooks Gilmore, Justin Broad. Thank you guys so much for your monthly donations. We really appreciate that. And then we have yeah. some one-off Holy donations. Shit, I've just seen how much Linda Moulton is donating a month. Yeah. How much are we? And how much Kate Lubiak is, and uh, for that matter, Justin Brown. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's uh, thank you, everyone. Oh, also, Richard Wright, uh, one-off donation, and John Vink as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much, all of you. And also, uh, we've said this before, but I've, just to remind, if we've forgotten to thank you at any point, if we've missed it out, or an email's got missing, or you were meant to be in one episode and then it got passed over. Anyway, if we haven't thanked you for a donation, send us a message and go like, "Hey, fucker, you haven't thanked us yet," and we will. We very much appreciate it. And if everyone. you could come with a Bradley Cooper story in that email, yeah. I think that would probably uh, shoot you right to the top. But yeah, um, uh, you can donate at probablyscience.com. That is also where our Amazon shopping link is. If you're buying anything on Amazon, go through our link first. Why not set that as your bookmark on Amazon so you never forget? And we get a little kickback, and it costs you no extra. And the other way you can really help us uh, write nice things about us on iTunes, give us nice reviews, spread the word. Uh, tweet about us, Facebook about us, about us and uh, that wasn't a sentence. Yeah, Facebook I wonder who us. has the website Amazon.com, like with Z-I-N. I don't know. I think companies often have... Companies have now variation. bought... Yeah, they've bought up a lot of them. Because they used to be like... There was, under, unsurprisingly, a porn company that bought up Hotmail.com. M-A-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But now I... I could be wrong about this, but I believe we've got computers here. We can test it. (laughs) But a lot of those ones, they now test it. Like in the early days of the internet, when companies didn't think that they should buy every domain extension, like Hotmail wouldn't have had Hotmail.co.uk and Hotmail.biz. Which of those two would be more embarrassing to go to right now? It's (laughs) it's a toss up, basically. I actually, uh, like I I sign up to Hotmail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, M-A-L-E. I keep junk in my Hotmail. But... There was a there was a company that I think that bought Gamble.com because I've Gamble before uh, your Chrome would just auto complete everything. Like Gamble was my most mistyped Gmail with the A oh, before the M just oh, because wow. they're opposite hands. Like I've typed Gamble.com for Gmail so many times in my life, and someone smartly brought that up that wasn't Gmail. Nice. Hey, uh, here's a story our friend Ezra sent in. Ezra Nuit about blood. And brains, and barriers. Brains, barriers. Uh, hey, do you reckon you know how blood's made? You're wrong. 
Uh, <laughs> accusatory story thus far. Yeah. Wow. According to the story of Science Daily. That's just corn syrup and red dye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dax is right, but everyone else. Right. Stem cell scientists redefine how blood is made, toppling conventional textbook view from the 60s. Hmm. Right? 60s. We haven't come up with any new theories. Well, they the thought 60s. they had it covered by then. Guess, yeah, we're like, all right, we got that one. Stem cell scientists led by Dr. Dr. John Dick have discovered a completely new view of how human blood is made, upending conventional dogma from the 60s. The findings, published online in the journal Science, prove that the whole classic textbook view we thought we knew doesn't actually even exist, says Principal Investigator John Dick, who's senior scientist at Princess Margaret Cancer Center uh, in Toronto. Um, Instead, through a series of experiments, we've been able to finally resolve how different kinds of blood cells form quickly from the stem cell, the most potent blood cell in the system, and not further downstream as been further has been traditionally thought. Um, the research also topples the textbook view that once blood development system is stable, uh, that sorry, that the blood development system is stable once formed. Not so, says Doctor Dick. <laughs> Guys, please. There's a lot of dick blood in this. He's story. a serious scientist. Dr. Dick says, Our findings show that the blood system is two-tiered and changes between early human development and adulthood. Co-authors uh, Dr. Fayaz Notta and Dr. Sasan Zandi from the Dick Lab... Oh, oh there it is. Oh, there it is. Right. All right. That it, Travis, please. I'm, I'm here, yes. Mm-hmm. I, just, I used to play bass in Dick Lab. We were really good. <laughs> we were a solid band. Well, the findings of Dick Lab are that... In redefining the architecture of blood development, the research team mapped the lineage potential of nearly 3,000 single cells from 33 different cell populations of stem and progenitor cells obtained from human and blood samples taken at various life stages and ages. For people with blood disorders and diseases, the potential clinical utility of the findings is significant, unlocking a distinct route to personalizing therapy. Uh... Our discovery means we'll be able to understand a far better uh, a wide variety of human blood disorders and diseases from anemia, where there are not enough blood cells, to leukemia, where there are too many. Think of it as moving from the old world of black and white television into the new world of high definition. I don't think we needed that analogy. That's a bit that's a bit lame, but like it doesn't even hold true. It's just like newer versions. Something is better than uh, another thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This blood's a lot more yeah. defined. Although whoever wrote that did say toppled a bunch of times, and I've that yeah, was evocative. That was interesting. A lot yeah. of textbook of views have been toppled. But the- uh, this Dr. Dick is just engorged with blood <laughs> ideas. Oh, come on now. Come on. <laughs> with blood discoveries. Just all of them. Guys, can we put the whole dick talk away? Yeah. Just, can you please hide your dick? You know, if he's... Please, can you please tuck away the dick yes. talk? If he can keeps making take- that many blood discoveries for four hours, you need to call a different doctor. Because <laughs> it might... Something Guys, might happen. just take all this dick stuff out of your mouth. And right. Let's carry on with this science story. Real high point. That's a good one. Good yeah. So wait, what... What? So, I thought bone marrow made blood or filtered blood or did something with blood. Um, and it just blood just makes itself? I, I was unclear as to stem, what... Stem cells. American blood picks blood. itself up by its bone <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then gets shed. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounded like there's an... Like yeah, stem like, cells are yeah. in the origin. There's, it's further down the stream than they thought. But then it changes from pre... Pre-development to later, yeah. there were two stages or something. Well, this, well, now I'm worried about my blood development. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, this might have uh, future uses in regenerative medicine. Uh, I could use that. And uh, 
by combining the Keller team's... Oh, this is Dr. Gordon Keller, who's also involved in this. The Keller team's ability to optimize induced pluripotent stem cells mm-hmm. with our newly identified progenitors that give rise only to platelets and red blood cells, we will be able to develop better methods to generate these mature cells. Currently, human donors are the sole source of platelets, which cannot be stored or frozen for transfusions needed by many thousands of patients with cancer or other blood and other debilitating disorders. Uh, this discovery builds on Dr. Dick's breakthrough <laughs> research. <laughs> guys! <laughs> sorry! Even, guys! Uh, sorry! There's not even a second Dr. meeting. Really right. even, <laughs> is there something through, funny about... The, wall, yeah. the, un, the previously unbroken wall <laughs> of virgin discovery, he and just, he found out a thing about blood. Just slid right in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh... His his bre- Dr. Dick's breakthrough research in 2011, also published in Science, when the team isolated a human blood stem cell in its purest form as a single stem cell capable of regenerating the entire blood system. Four years ago, when we isolated the pure stem cell, we realized we had also uncovered populations of stem cell-like daughter cells that we thought at the time were other types of stem cells. When we borrowed further to study these daughters, we discovered they were actually already mature blood lineages lineages in other words guys is there something funny about daughters now involved in like Dr. Dix Dr. Dix discovered these daughters yeah. they were mature they, were, they, were, yeah. they, were, they were, said they were they said it's, they were 18 like, just, you gotta yeah. check though yeah you do have to. don't just take their word in other words lineages that are broken off almost immediately from the stem cell compartment and had not developed downstream through the slow gradual textbook process so in human blood formation, everything begins with a stem cell, which the executive decision maker quickly drives in the process that replenishes blood at a daily rate that exceeds 300 billion cells. For 25 years, Dr. Dick's research has focused on understanding the cellular processes that underlie... Guys, what? <laughs> Nothing's happening. Why no one even did anything that time. That's on you. That's 100% on you. You started that one. Yeah. So he's been researching for 25 years. Mm-hmm. That underline how normal blood cell, stem cells work to regenerate human blood after transplantation and how blood development goes wrong when leukemia arises. His research follows on the original 1961 discovery of the blood stem cells by Princess Margaret Center scientist Dr. James Till. Oh, and I was the hoping yeah, there was a, pause, there was a pause there. Then. Actually, okay, now, yeah. We need Princess more Margaret. science princesses. Stem cell discoverer yeah. Princess Margaret. I was like, that's like one of those like Hedy Lamar things. That was Hedy Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big deal. That was a big story last week. Yeah, we should be talking about that shit. I think we covered that at some point in the show. Probably, yeah. You guys probably did. Like, this is story last week because she just died. She just passed away. No, 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 no. Or no, no. It was the hundred. I'm sorry. Hundred. Yeah, hundred birthday. Yeah, I was going to say 100 she's been, first. Not just died. That's a dumb thing that I said, but it's fine. There was a Google Doodle in honor of Hedy Lamar because wait Headley or he- which one's the sp- which one's the blazing <laughs> Hedy saddles? Is Hedy the Lamar. Headley. Yeah. Headley. Yeah. But it was would have been her 101st birthday, and in, in addition to being a starlet, she was uh, a patent holder and uh, developer of spread spectrum radar, right, as a way of like cloaking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As a way of keeping keeping torpedoes from being frequency, frequency hopping. hopping. Frequency yeah. Hopping. yeah. Frequency hopping. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that some, and somehow also played into current Wi-Fi technology. Yeah. yeah, not to take any luster out of Princess Margaret's blood discovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it? if it happens in your center, then you get the full. Credit, you get right? the, That's true. You it's just, yeah, any intellectual property that happens mm-hmm. under your. All right. You got to read that paperwork. You know when you're. Yeah, doing, you got to. You got to yeah. go through. Yeah. When I have signed a lot of non-disclosure <laughs> agreements, <laughs> uh, really not thinking about it. Yeah. And I've regretted it ever since. I've, on this very podcast, I think oh, I've disclosed wow. things. Oh, I've disclosed that it was very NDA'd. I've edited things out that listeners will never know I said. Oh, um, guys, you know what? You know what time of year it is? 
Bradley Cooper gossip. <laughs> 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 it, is, uh, it is November, or as people who care about men's health like to refer to it, uh, Movember. Oh, yeah. I'm looking around the room. I don't see anybody who's wearing a facial hair that could specifically be known as a mustache. By the way, could you ever refer to the mustache part of a full beard as a mustache? Yeah. Yeah, like if you say like something got like I, I always get whiskey stuck in my mustache. Yeah, that'd be, it's very me specific. Beard, but yeah, yeah, you can still talk yeah, about that yeah. as a as a part of it. Yeah. yeah, so you would call it floor of your beard. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, but a so mustache then on top of your beard can be a subset of a beard, but also not necessarily because uh, you can have a beard without any mustache part. Right. Mustache. I, my, my take on it is that if it's part of a full beard, it can't be called a mustache. Hmm. Is my I don't know. Maybe Why, it, 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 what, just, what, what is the? Uh, it's just part of your. Well, this isn't this isn't helping us segue into what we're talking about. I was just curious if you think of if you think of the part of your beard in your upper lip as a mustache, as a mustache. or as just or just another beard. Chunk of beard. But if, if okay, let's say you have a full beard and you have yeah. crumbs in the bottom part. So like, oh, you have crumbs in your beard. But if you got like shit all in your upper lip they'd go your mustache has but it's just an easier way would to, you say like upper lip beard upper lip beard or something <laughs> upper lip beard yeah counterpoint if you have a full beard and you have you have stuff stuck below your lower lip would someone say you have something stuck in your goatee they wouldn't, oh, you're right? Si- yeah, other right. side, other side. No, no, is it not solid logic? Wouldn't someone well, here's the, potentially yeah. say if you had it on the side, like your mutton chops are full of? Yeah, I don't. So know. You're saying like yeah. mustache, mustache plus goatee plus mutton chops equals beard. Equals beard. Yeah. yeah. And once they're all together, they can never be referred to as individuals unless all other ones are gone. It's like they when the pla- they formed like Voltron yes. into a yeah. greater. I was about yeah. to go Power Rangers, but uh, okay. I, yeah. I well, just, because the problem with Power Rangers is uh, that Kid Hart never got in there, and that's where they, they got the... Oh, no, that was in Captain Planet. That's Sorry. Captain Planet. Oh, that's yeah. Captain Planet. Well, they all had the heart. Well, no, but there was one guy was heart, and every time they formed and he wasn't there, it was Black Captain Planet, I'm not kidding, who was the evil one. Oh, wow. So when they formed him Wait. without heart... He, so was, he was literally Cheadle, black Captain Planet. You know, when Don Cheadle played Captain Planet, was that like an homage to... Uh, Did John Cheadle play yeah, Captain Planet? Yeah, like a funny or die thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. that, because that was the kind of the thing, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Where I was going with Thank all this... Get, yeah. <laughs> is that you should it's, call the topper part of your beard and upper lip loft. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Cookie uh, duster. <laughs> whether you want to whether you want to grow that out for awareness of men's health or shave it is up to you. Um but either way, we are uh, happy to be affiliated with Harry's who is the official partner of the Movember Foundation and they'll be donating money and helping raise awareness for men's health. Um so uh yeah, we we would ask for you guys to um Partake in the wares of Harry's. Uh, they are the purveyors of great shaving products, and Matt and I have both used them and stand by them. They, have, um, I've been using it on my face a lot recently. That's a good place. That's a good <laughs> have place. You started for. with that? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been mostly going face recently. I'm, act- I'm a new regular shaver, so this is kind of exciting. Is it Harry's dot com? Harry's dot com. Just to put to the thing. All right. Yes, you can uh, use the code PSP, which is our special code uh, for Probably Science Podcast, to get five dollars off of your order and um, free delivery. Free delivery as always, and they um, they bought their own. I should say they bought an existing razor factory because it was making the highest quality blades over in Germany, the place that has all the great words we've been learning in recent weeks. Um, and uh, it's also guys behind uh, Warby Parker, which I didn't know until recently. Oh, wow. It's also I wear their glasses. Quality company. Yeah, they make good stuff. So um, we're very happy that Harry's is on board and uh, we stand by what they make. So yeah, check out harrys.com. And again, $5 off with the code PSP. You get for just $10, you'll get a set including a razor handle, three blade cartridges, and your choice of shaving cream or foaming shave gel delivered to your door with no shipping charges. Wow. And this all yep. relates to the blood story from earlier. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. Tangentially. If you, if you are not good if at you're not shaving. Good at shaving. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, check out harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the code PSP. You know, I thought there was a good uh, topic sent in by, who was this by? Balaz Lovenberg, a.k.a. Baz, about how an increasingly warped sense of humor could be an early sign of impending dementia. I saw oh, that God. story, and I glossed oh. over it because it just oh, felt no. like bullshit. Well, but, but I mean, to me, it reminded me of those, uh, I think in the last couple of years, I saw an ad for the first time for pseudo-Bulber effects. And I was like, is this yeah. a oh, with Danny, so the Danny, Danny Glover, Glover thing? Now it's become a bigger thing. With Now that yeah. he's attached to it. But when I first saw it, I'm like, is this a Tim and Eric? This seems like an Adult Swim so ad because it was so bonkers. Yeah. Right. I saw a flyer for it. But also, like, Danny Glover doesn't have that, right? I don't think so. No, he says, he, at the end of it, he's like, I don't have it, but a lot of people do. But then who, like, it's a weird, he acts who's out sitting there going, like you know end. who we need yeah. for this? Well, you yeah. need an actor. And because it, the, the point of that commercial is that he's like, when I'm acting, it's okay that I do all yeah. these crazy motions. I don't know. Control. When I see that commercial, I'm like, he's getting too old for this yeah. shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous. God damn it. Ah. It's right there. <laughs> so what's the sense of humor thing? Okay, uh, so uh, University College London recently conducted a study involving patients with frontotemporal dementia. And questionnaires from the friends and family of the 48 patients revealed many had noticed a change in humor years before the dementia had been diagnosed. This included laughing inappropriately at tragic events. And experts say more studies are needed to understand how and when changes in humor could act as a red flag for dementia. Um, So, okay, so the way the headline to this article was pitched was like hey you got a dark sense of humor you might be more prone to dementia but it sounds like more like hey if if, if your grandfather has suddenly started to find train crashes funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah. like if you watch a child get hit by a car and you can't stop laughing yeah there might be something wrong with you it's like a new jeff foxworthy bit <laughs> yeah. you might have dementia <laughs> This is, uh, I, I feel like this is just an excuse for why I always make the most dumb and obvious joke. I'm just trying to cover up the fact that I have onsetting dementia. Yeah. I'm like, the reason I do all hacky, straightforward jokes is <laughs> just because I don't want people to know that, I'm, yeah, that I have no ability to reason anymore. Yeah. If you chuckle uncontrollably in a burn ward, you, you might have dementia. <laughs> it's almost like the most literal definition of the word dementia. If you start to act demented, you might be demented. Like that's what the that's what it's about, right? Well, Doctor Demento just liked novelty music. Was, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it so that's great that like. by today's standards, the least demented Very guy? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he likes slide top whistles. Hat. Yeah. 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 yeah, he wore a hat and enjoyed. Not the lyrics you might expect to yeah. this song. Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. This this weird guy named Al has got some really crazy records. If, I'm going to play them If for you. you think a kazoo is a reasonable substitute for an accordion, you might be demented. Can you imagine a time, though, when parents like found the record you've been hiding that talks that sings about fish heads? They're like, oh, no. Oh, you're a demented boy. Huh? Fish heads, they're roly-poly. <laughs> dead puppies. Yeah. Oh, this is demented. Star Trek and across the, the universe. universe. Only going forward. We you shut off that devil music. <laughs> 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 on the starboard bow, starboard bow. Oh, 
God. Scrape them off. Why did I fucking love? Why did I love that stuff? What? Is, it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> By no one's definition is it funny. And I ate it up as a kid. I, I think, still it's think it's for kids, right? <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. not, <laughs> well, no, it was just novelty music. It was just novel, weird yeah. shit. Yeah, they're coming. Of to which take Al me away. was the least weird. The least. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things that were played on Doctor yeah. Demento, like his, another one was, rides the bus. Like, yeah, he was the you're so weird. <laughs> yeah. Stop being so weird. Those are not the right words to that song. <laughs> Stop weird mean, songs. <laughs> the weird lyrics to weird songs. You're a parody of your former self. Are you? Do you have dementia? No. Sing it properly and stop being weird. First of all, that is not played on an accordion. You're 100% wrong. It's supposed to be a guitar. Yeah. How many... Have we talked about this before? Yeah. How many songs did you not realize were... How many songs did you hear first from uh, Polka Medleys? Oh, and then a later, thousand. like "Smoke on the Water." When I heard the full song, I'm like, "Oh, that's it!" Doesn't go "Smoke on the Water," <laughs> a fire <laughs> in the sky. All my classic rock knowledge comes from Weird Al. Oh yeah, medleys. the first time was Wait, always Polka so Medleys. Also, the most. It's not just "Eat It." That's not how the song goes. <laughs> that's. Just, yeah. I those didn't are, know. Our those are the most indistinguishable. I have like an '80s playlist I regularly listen to, and it's got "Beat It" and "Eat It" on it, <laughs> and they for the first. 49 seconds they're the exact same song <laughs> did you he hire the actual know. guitar player oh it might be wait no mm. well, well the guitar player is one of it's whoever the Toto guitar player is isn't it Steve Lukather well, yeah it is it, that's Steve Lukather's um, riff that that's him wait wait hold on a second I thought and Picaro is playing drums I thought it was someone who played at Dax's wedding I thought that woman played the she played it on tour oh the lady with the big hair Eddie Van Halen played it did you get Oriental on your tour yeah she's my dad's big blonde hair friend Wow! Yeah, she's so a great guitar player. Played at my wedding. Really? <laughs> yeah, because my buddy, my, I had a, my buddy's band, a cover band, fun stuff. And I was like, "Hey, if you guys play some Michael Jackson tunes, can I have my friend who played guitar with Michael Jackson sit in?" And you're like, "No." Tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got our. That band would be down really, down. really yeah. awkward. Yeah, yeah no. really fiddling with R, and by yeah, R, yeah. I mean Michael Jackson's yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, the most. The only, I think the only time I've ever seen Andy starstruck was meeting Weird Al. Yeah, we were at a YouTube thing last summer, two summers ago, yeah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's actually him. Like, that's the first tape I ever owned was in 3D of any kind, yeah. music or comedy. Like, yeah, that wow. was like, I knew every word to that album. Mm -hmm. Never heard Safety Dance or, uh, or, or <laughs> Our, Love, Our Love's in Jeopardy, but I knew Brady Bunch and I lost on Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,. Where were we on the dementia? I story? don't know. Oh, I, I Weird lost Al has dementia. It's going crazy. Yeah. Um, so yes, this study. Um, basically, what what the crux of this is that it needs more study. But uh, experts say more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are many types of dementia, and frontotemporal dementia is one of the rarer ones. The area of the brain it affects is involved with personality and behavior, and people who develop this form of dementia can lose their inhibition, become more impulsive, and struggle with social situations. And become stand-up comics. Um, <laughs> so they recruited 48 patients from their dementia clinic and asked their friends or family to rate their loved ones liking for different kinds of comedy. Slapstick, such as Mr. Bean. Satirical, such as Yes Minister. or Which became... Is Yes Minister the inspiration for Veep? Is that what I heard? No, no, no. Yes Minister... Yes Minister predated... Um, like, The Thick of It, which was an Amanda Unici show that was set in UK politics that then the template became Veep in America. Uh, but Yes Minister was like the thing that predated it by about 10 years and the thick of it was seen as like the successor to it. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was also just a, a satirical comedy set in the behind the scenes of British government. And didn't you say Margaret Thatcher appeared in it at some point? N no, there was, it was 
she didn't appear in the actual show. It was the, like one of the worst things in the world. I, I posted it recently because of that, or because of Trump appearing yeah. on SNL, and then someone reminded me <sighs> of um, uh, uh, Nixon appearing on Laughing. Yeah. Oh right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, suck it to me. Suck it to me. He doesn't even know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an alien who's trying to repeat a catchphrase. But so that, suck it to me. <laughs> just one of the worst things. It was um, so Margaret Thatcher appeared. Uh, was a big fan of the sh- of that show, and for at the viewers and listeners associations dinner or um, awards show or whatever. And that association, by the way, is the I believe is Mary Whitehouse and Co., which was like the puritanical um, the person who would complain about who like, would, like, like the Tipper Gore or what was it? Yeah. Tipper Gore who did yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like the face. PRC, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she was the like she was the face of. Uh, moral awfulness. Right. <laughs> like, it was just, like, anything that she considered racy or promoting LGBT rights mm-hmm. or in any way progressive or anything, she was the one who'd appear on that and just be the 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 person that the right-wing press could always go to for a quote wow. to be appalled at something. Uh, and so you see her nodding and smiling in the background. Margaret Thatcher wrote her own scene. She wrote, like, a sketch set in the world of... The yes, S Minister with two of the cast members, and they acted it out on stage to a delighted audience. <laughs> it's just fucking horrible. They killed with it. It's, it well, because good. it's an audience that's made up of people who are right. viewers yeah. and listeners association right. members. It's just, oh, it's. We'll post a link to it on probablyscience.com along with the stories that we if, always post a link to. Yes. If it's worse than Trump on SNL, I'll be surprised. Well, yeah, it kind of is because at least Trump on SNL was written by the SNL writers. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You write it there himself. were yeah. moments. Uh, yeah. I watched the episode. It, yeah, everyone what? was like, it was the worst. I'm like, no, it was like every SNL episode. It had, it had funny moments and it had, it had horrible moments. moments. It didn't yeah. land. Like the, uh, the Mr. Crocker sketch with Beck Bennett. Was amazing. Oh, right. The pre-taped thing. The pre-taped thing where he's d- the dad the, the, playing his tape at yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. funny. That had nothing to do with. The, yeah, I mean, there were there yeah. were two or three high moments in the episode that had nothing to do with Trump being there. Yeah, every episode has has like yeah. two or three great great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, the, that was one of the types of comedy they had the people listen to. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, so yeah. yes, wait. minister and Monty Python absurdist stuff to see, uh, as well as many examples of inappropriate humor. And I just feel like that's a hard job to like take a bunch of people with dementia and then try and talk to comedy about them, like try to show them comedy, or, see yeah, but to see what to. they react to. Yeah, I don't. That seems it seems difficult. Uh, so nearly all the respondents said, with hindsight, that they had noticed a shift in the nine years before the dementia had been diagnosed. Um, many of the patients had developed a dark sense of humor. For example, laughing at tragic events in the news or in their personal lives. Couldn't that also be just what age does to you? Yeah. Isn't it also a coping mechanism? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the dementia patients also tended to prefer slapstick to satirical humor when compared with 21 healthy people the same age. Dr. Clark said there were marked changes, completely inappropriate humor, well beyond the realms of even distasteful humor. Oh. So I'm hoping that... But I'm hoping they controlled uh, for people who have aged that same amount um, without dementia. I would hope so. Well, for example, one man laughed when his wife badly scalded herself. So that's well, that probably, is pretty funny. I mean, yeah, that's how did she sal- yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Did, did she stand on a, a little bicycle horn on the way to the <laughs> It was sped up. Yeah. It had the Benny Hill music yeah. under it. It was really funny. Her dress was ripped off of her. She was covering her uh, lingerie. Uh, Lee Pierce from Sheffield was not involved in the study. 
Okay. Oh, that's too Thanks, bad. Lee. I really <laughs> hope <laughs> yeah. I was that was my next question. Yeah. Was what Where's was Lee Pierce up to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he can relate to the findings. He first noticed a change in his mom's behavior when she was fifty five, but it took four years before she received the correct diagnosis of frontotemporal dementia. Uh, she'd always been very loving and family focused, but became increasingly uninvolved and emotionless. Uh, as she had a history of depression, we put it down to that, but her behavior became more and more erratic, and we be- began to question the diagnosis. She'd forget family birthdays, laugh if someone had an accident, or she heard someone was unwell and was even sacked from her job, all completely out of character. But At kinda- which she cackled enormously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Being not fired. laughs> oh, good one. Um, so Dr. Simon Radley of Alzheimer's Research UK said anyone concerned about changes in their behavior should speak to their GP. Um, while memory loss is often the first thing that springs to mind when we hear the word dementia, the study highlights the importance of looking at the myriad different symptoms. Do you need the word different after myriad? Uh, that impact, I'm not sure, maybe you do. It's like one of those... Uh, no, myriad um, That impact on daily life and relationships. Uh, a deeper understanding of the full range of dementia symptoms will increase our ability to make a timely and accurate diagnosis. So... If your loved ones start liking our podcast a little too much, guys, we get a little edgy. We get a little... It's not for everyone. It's a little controversial. Yeah. We are self-described as controversial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, we, uh, we identify as yeah, controversial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing when you read a comics, obviously self-written bio, and he describes himself as controversial. Yeah. Are you allowed to say that about yourself? I mean, every comic is controversial, like in that there's no one comic who appeals to everyone. Again. Like... There's, yeah. like I'm gonna like those describing. comics who only play the Christian circuit and Oof. never say a cuss word. It's, that's yeah. controversial. Yeah. Very yeah. controversial. Yeah. I'm going to start writing my bios as appealing to people with uh, possible dementia. <laughs> yes. This is what I would like to say. The early science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Kate Blanchett is killing it with the Comedian. Yeah. Comedian. cutting himself at the age of seven. <laughs> Stand-up comedian and diagnostic tool. <laughs> Lee Pierce is not involved in my <laughs> But he does relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, please admit on your, on your things. If Lee Pierce shows up, I'd like him to be able to come out. <laughs> He's not part of the show, but if he, yeah. if he shows up. Waiting for Lee Pierce, the next yeah. Christopher Guest movie. <laughs> um, hey, uh, our myriad guests. Uh, our myriad different. different guests. Yeah. Yeah. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Um... Um, and DaxJordan.com have just re- released a new album, Number One Grandson, nice. which you can find on Amazon and iTunes, Do it. of course. Dax is very funny. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, at TJ Chambers LA, and uh, I think you can see a show I write for uh, called 10 Things, premiering January 4th on True TV. Uh, you can just follow me on Twitter at that guy Travis because every other version of my name was taken. <laughs> yeah. Although someone tried to sell me uh, at Travis Clark for a lot of money. Four figures? Five figures? Uh, uh, four. Was that yeah. person Still, Travis yeah. Clark? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did ask. I did say, like, hey, maybe you want to change your name. And he was like, yeah, if you give me, like, all your money. And I went, no. Oh, um, you can follow us at, at Probably Science. That's also where you can send us story ideas. And you can also send them to probablyscience at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, slash Probably Science. Uh, any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you think we should cover, nice things, send them in. Like I said, write nice things about us on iTunes as well and spread the word. You can donate at probablyscience.com. That is also where we provide links to all of our stories. Yes. Subscribe. Um, if you're not already subscribing, please. And uh, Go to li- harrys.com. Go to harrys.com. Use code PSP and listen to Jesse versus Cancer as well. Also, you can follow us at Matt Kirshen, at Andy T. Wood, and at Jesse Case. Yes, yes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye.